Welcome back, Mets fans, to this week's episode of Raise the Apple. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the horrible uh, reflection on my face from the light. The lighting is off. I thought I had it fixed. I guess not. So, oh well. We'll have it fixed for next time, hopefully. But we got to talk about our New York Mets. Just lost two out of two against the Astros. Last night was not good. Uh, tonight, or excuse me, this afternoon, I should say, was not terrible. A little bit of a rough start but for Cookie, but Cookie did leave early. The bullpen stepped up a little bit. And the Mets tried coming back but fell a little bit short. Losing two out of two to the Astros, uh, not ideal. But the Mets' div divisional lead is still at five games despite the Braves going on what they end up winning, 13 or 14 straight or whatever it was, and closing the gap a lot there. But the Mets are still holding strong till the injury bug comes around to curse the Mets yet again. I've said they had to get through the month of June, and they're almost through the month of June, but Carrasco left today's start early today with lower back tightness. Thankfully, it was lower back tightness when it could have been something a lot worse. Uh, thankfully, that's all it was. But the Mets come into the year. Their rotation was set up as DeGrom, Scherzer, Chris Bassett, Carlos Carrasco, Tyler McGill, David Peterson, Tywan Walker. Seven guys for five spots. Now, Scherzer's been out. Even though he is rehabbing now with James McCann, they're rehabbing in Double uh, A right now, so they should be close to a return. DeGrom's still out. He is throwing live BP, so he's getting there. McGill's going to be out for probably another month. Hopefully, Cookie's not out for a long time, so now your rotation is down... Your opening day rotation is down to Bassett, Taiwan Walker, and David Peterson, who've been great. Peterson's had the a couple shaky starts, or not Peterson, uh, Chris Bassett's had a couple shaky starts, but besides that, they've, they've been pretty solid throughout the whole year. They don't. I don't really know where the Mets can go in terms of the minor leagues. You can bring up Zapucky, uh, but Zapucky was awful during that start in San Francisco, so I really don't think that's an option. So the Mets are probably going to have to look outside of the Mets and go for a trade, which is something that I talked about potentially in a TikTok, in a TikTok that the, today that I posted that the Mets should possibly explore with Francisco Alvarez, the future catcher of this team, absolutely mashing baseballs in double A right now. If he comes up, you're not going to, they might ride with three catchers, but they probably won't. So could you potentially trade McCann or Nito? I kind of lead a little bit more towards McCann, maybe, trading him. Although I could see getting potentially more for Nito because he's younger. And going and getting a reliever or getting another arm for the rotation. The Mets are going to need help in the pitching department because of the injury bug. Trevor Williams has been making some starts. He's been pretty solid for most of the year, but last night, he was not very good last night. The Astros were all over him. And really... Astros were kind of over, not really all over Carrasco today. It was really the home runs that hurt Cookie today. But the bullpen was great. It just, they just had two games where I'm not going to freak out over two straight losses like that, losing, getting swept. If you count a two-game series as a sweep, uh, even though the Mets will face the Astros for two more games next week. So they're off tomorrow in Miami for the weekend, then come back home two more against the Astros, and then a weekend series against the Rangers. I will be at one of those games, so I'm looking su super forward to being there. Last time I looked, David Peterson was expected to start that game, although with the injuries, and we don't know what's going to happen to Cookie. We don't know when Max Scherzer is supposed to be back. So 
That probably won't be David Peterson on the game I'm going to, but we're going to have to see with that. The Mets, though, they're probably going to have to look outside the rotation. They've been linked to Luis Castillo with the Reds before. They've been linked with Sonny Gray. They've been linked with Frankie Montas. They've been linked with Hayter if they decide to go the bullpen route. The Mets do have options, and they have pieces to trade, whether it is a Dom Smith or J.D. Davis or James McCann or Tomas Nito, or maybe they go in, we're going all in right now, and they trade some prospects. I don't. The only two prospects the Mets, I will see them not trading, is Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez. The only prospect I think that the Mets would be willing to part with is Ronnie Mercusio, because you do have Lindor, but... Beatty's the future third baseman of this team. Alvarez is the future catcher of this team. Those two are not going anywhere. If any prospect on the Mets in the Mets system is traded, it's probably Mercutio. Uh, but we're, it's it, the Mets will probably be more likely to trade away a Dom and JD or McCann before they trade away Mercutio or any of their other prospects. The Mets uh, farm system isn't as deep as some of these other teams, so they really don't have a lot of prospects to give either compared to a lot of these other teams but the Mets are going to have to figure out their rotation because of the injuries DeGrom hasn't thrown a pitch yet this year you know when uh Scherzer's going to be back soon so you have you have one less spot to worry about but McGill's going to be out for a little bit and not knowing what's going on with Carrasco yet probably tomorrow we'll have more information on Carrasco you're going to have to fill that spot too so they're going to probably have to go outside and go make a trade or maybe there's some free agent guys out there they can go pick up and get some uh, rotational help. You can never have too many pitch, too much pitching. Can never have too much pitching. So, Mets offense has been great all year. They lead the National League in almost every major offensive category. So their pitching is, and their pitching is the only part that's getting hurt. Mc, uh, McNeil has the hamstring issue, but it's considered minor. He should be back in the lineup on Friday in Miami. So having their offense continue to perform. Their pitching needs to step up. To get their pitching to step up, they need to not be hurt, frankly. But if they can go get uh, an extra arm for that rotation so they, that way they don't have to rush DeGrom back, they don't have to rush McNeil back, if they can go get a reliable arm to stick in that rotation, and then come October, when you're trying to save guys for the playoffs, you can go to that, shift that six-man rotation, give guys a little extra rest, so that way everybody's full force ready to go in the playoffs. I think that might be the best option for for the Mets. But, you know, we got a chance to beat up on the Marlins this weekend. Got to face Sandy Alcantara on Friday again, which is always lovely. Uh, the Mets did take three out of four. The game they did lose was the one to Sandy, which was kind of expecting, but that's all right. And then they can hopefully get some revenge on Houston at home and then beat up on Texas the following weekend. The Braves are not going away. The Phillies are picking up a little bit. They've calmed down a lot, but the Braves, I'm telling you right now, will not are not going away. So, and the Mets know this. The Mets cannot be complacent right now. They have to keep put keep their foot on the gas and keep pushing because the Braves will not go away, and they are going to be right on the Mets' heels the entire summer. And that's going to make for a lot of fun baseball. It's it's exciting to see division races like that. Like look in the AL Central. The Guardians have had a killer month of June and are now tied for first place with the Twins in the Central. Part of that is also the fact that the White Sox have grossly underperformed this year. They're supposed to run away with that division. But the Guardians and the uh, Twins are making that AL Central a lot more interesting than a lot of people may think. 
So one new segment that I'm going to introduce this week to the podcast is probably excuse me something you've seen on a lot of baseball shows before. We're going to go around the horn, go around the bases, end at home plate where we'll do this day in baseball history, go first, second, third, three topics I want to talk about going on around Major League Baseball or the Mets. Let's kick it off by heading over to first base. All-Star Game voting. I made a video when I uh, voted initially. I want to apologize to Yankees fans because as much as I hate the Yankees, Aaron Judge should be the starting right fielder for the American League, and for whatever reason, he completely slipped my mind, and I voted for Mike Trout, Taylor Ward, and George Springer. Uh, Replace Springer with Judge. I don't know what I did there, what my what was going on in my brain, but I I will man up and apologize to Yankees fans for that. But right now in the American League, let's see here. Have it pulled up here. We got at first base, Vladdy Jr. leads the way. He's got about a almost a 400,000 vote lead on Ty France and Anthony Rizzo for first base in the AL. At second base, Jose Altuve has a slight lead over Santiago Espinal, who I voted for. Andre Jimenez, I'm glad he's doing great in Cleveland. I loved him. Uh, he's sitting third right now. At, sh- at third base, we have Rafael Devers with a 16,000-vote lead over Jose Ramirez. That is going to be probably the best race for the All-Star game, and I say that because Jose Rafael Devers is great, one of the best third basemen in baseball. So is Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez is a borderline AL MVP candidate right now with Aaron Judge. So that is going to be an exciting race to watch. At shortstop, Bo Bichette has a slight lead over Tim Anderson. In the outfield, our top three vote-getters right now. Uh, how many? To the top five? No, it's top, th- top three. Duh, right? Right now, the top three are Judge, Trout, and Springer. Uh, Judge and Trout running away with it. And then Springer, Stanton, Taylor Ward are the next bunch. I think Byron Buxton... Taylor Ward's calmed down a lot, and I think Byron Buxton's kept it up, so he should be up a little more. Stanton has been too inconsistent. I don't think he should be at number four. I would have Tyler Ward or I'd rather have Taylor Ward or Byron Buxton over Giancarlo Stanton, in my opinion. And then catcher Alejandro Kirk is crushing everyone. I voted for Jose Trevino, but Alejandro Kirk has got over a million votes, and Jose Trevino's in second with under 400,000. So, by far the biggest lead. So it looks like Alejandro Kirk's going to hold on to that, assuming nothing crazy happens. And Jordan Alvarez has a 300,000 vote over Shohei Otani for the DH spot in the American League. Uh, I think that's right. Otani should be an all-star. He will be an all-star, but I think Jordan Alvarez has just been too good to not have him start over Otani, as good as Otani is. I love Otani, don't get me wrong. Uh, he's not going to be a New York Met, despite what the reports that were saying today about the Mets potentially trying to splurge and go get Otani. He's not going to be a Met. Neither is Aaron Judge. So Mets fans, let's let's put that to bed. Uh, in the National League, this is where it gets a little interesting. First base, Paul Goldschmidt has 930,000 votes, while Pete Alonso's in second with 602. I think the NL MVP battle is between Goldie and Alonso. It's, they're both contributing to their team's success. The question is, who's going to keep it going throughout the entire year? And to me, that's going to be who's going to be the NL MVP between Goldie and Alonzo. And second base, Jazz Chisholm has a slight lead over Ozzie Albies and Jeff McNeil. I think Jeff McNeil deserves a lot more love than he gets. Third base, Manny Machado's got a, a pretty good lead over Nolan Arenado. I think that's fair. 
Shortstop, Trey Turner over Dansby Swanson and Francisco Lindor. Fernando Tatis is, get, is in fifth right now, and he hasn't even played a ha an out yet this year, which is hilarious to me. Uh, outfield, we got Mookie, Acuna, and Jack Peterson. Jack Peterson has always been a very underrated person in his uh, player in his career. I think he'll be in the uh, home run derby this year. He should be. He's awesome in the derby. Remember that round with Vlad Jr. Then catcher Wilson Contreras is running away. And DH, Bryce Harper is crushing William Contreras of the Braves in Albert Pujols. Given it's Albert Pujols' final year, I wonder. I'm surprised. I, I feel like Albert should be there. Albert Pujols is one of the greatest hitters of this generation, and the fact that he should be at the All-Star Game for that reason, to be recognized in front of all of baseball for that, but he hasn't performed like an All-Star, so I don't think he will. So let's head on over to sec round first and head to second. Mets trade options. Who can they go after to fix their pitching? Frankie Montas is who I would go for if I'm the Mets. I say that because what are Frankie Montas's numbers so far this year? The Mets have done already made some moves with the Braves, or excuse me, the A's. The Mets have potentially pieces that the A's would want for Frankie Montas. How's he doing so far this year? So far this year, he's three and seven with a 3.53 ERA, 84 strikeouts over 81 and two thirds innings with a WHIP of 1.14, and a WAR just under one. Uh, if I'm the Mets, I'd go get Frankie Montas, or. Uh, Luis Castillo. How's Luis Castillo? I don't think he's doing too hot this year. Let's see here. Oh, I can't spell. Luis Castillo is 2-4 with a 3-3-3 ERA with 43 strikeouts over 46 innings this year with a whip just over 1 and a war of 1.2. I think that Frankie Montas is going to come a lot cheaper than Luis Castillo will. So I think that might be the best option for the Mets is to go get a Frankie Montas, or they go in the bullpen. If they're not going to get either Frankie Montas or Luis Castillo, I think the Mets have to go to the bullpen and get some bullpen help and and stretch out Trevor Williams to be a starter and just pray to God he hangs on for dear life until everyone starts coming back, and then they can have him be the long man back. They can put him back in the bullpen to be the long man because that's what he's done great this year. He's had some good starts, but last night he got roughed up a little bit by the Astros. So if they could stretch him out to start, if they go get a reliever and have him start until everyone's back healthy, that would be great. Uh, heading over, rounding second and heading to third, can the New York Yankees make history? The New York Yankees right now are 50-18, I believe is their record. First team to 50 wins. They are on pace for 120 regular season wins, which I believe the most wins in a season is that Mariners team That won 116 games. Yep, the 2001 Mariners that won 116 games. The most the Yankees have ever won is 114 games that they won in 98 when they won the World Series that year. The Yankees are on pace right now for 120. Will they keep that pace? I don't think so. I think they easily will be over 100 wins. But I don't think they will break the 116 mark. I think they will cool down a little bit. I see them probably around the 105 to 110 mark. I think is realistic for this team. Probably around the 105 mark, I think, is where the Yankees will end up. But still, 105 wins. This, here's the thing. 
if the Yankees go on and win 120 games this year, none of that matters unless they win the World Series. Everyone talks about the the, the Mariners team, that 2001 Mariners team that won 116 games that didn't make it out of the first round. So if the Yankees go on and win 120 games, it doesn't matter if they don't win the whole thing. No one will care that the Yankees won 120 games in 2022 if they don't win the World Series this year. Everyone's going to talk about who won the World Series. So for Yankees fans, and if they continue this path and they break the single-season record, great. But it, it, at the end of the day, in my opinion, it'll mean nothing if they don't win the World Series. And it'll especially mean nothing if they're a first-round exit. That's just my personal opinion. Nothing against the Yankees in that. I'm not saying that as a salty Mets fan, but it'd be the same way for the Mets. If the Mets went on and won 120 games this year, it doesn't matter if they don't win the World Series. And the same will go for the Yankees. It would go for the Blue Jays, the Astros, anyone who wins that many games. In any sport, too. It doesn't have to be just baseball. It doesn't matter unless you go out and win the championship. That's what people care about. They care about that. They don't care about the... Uh, the regular season. And now we're going to wrap up and head on home. This day in baseball history, we got 1982, Pete, Al- Pete Alonso. Wow. Pete Rose doubles off John Stuper in the third inning of a 3-2 loss to the Cardinals for his 3,772nd career hit, moving him past Hank Aaron into second place on baseball's all-time list. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. End of discussion. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I don't think... I don't see... Pete. If you're going to ban Pete Rose for life for gambling, but let guys who beat their girlfriends, use steroids, do drugs, uh, hurt kids, any of that, into the Hall of Fame, but you're not going to let Pete Rose in for gambling, we got to fix that. That's a, that's a different discussion. Maybe I'll make a TikTok on that and let, uh, get some more insight from you guys, but f- make sure you're following on Twitter, on TikTok, subscribing on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Lots of great content coming this summer, and thank you guys for tuning in. This was a lot to cover in this episode. Hopefully, the Mets can get back on track. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this one, and we will see you next week. Hopefully, the Mets get take advantage of playing Texas and Miami over the next week and can get a little pick up a little more cushion against the Braves, who aren't going away. We will see you guys next week. Let's go Mets.